series, Beckett Talks, Access Beckett, we will give you advice and help you on your journey to being a student with us. The episode will cover everything from application, completing your personal statement and financing your studies. Hello and welcome to Access Beckett, a podcast series for anyone over the age of 21 who's considering studying for the first time at university. I'm Rob and today we're going to be looking at financing your studies and the support that's available to you. And I'm delighted to be joined by John Tate, a student money advisor at Leeds Beckett. Hi, John. Hi, Rob. Uh, so if you don't mind, we'll just we'll just start at the beginning. Uh, I think it's well worth uh, people um, being aware of all the different issues that are available with finance. But to start with, how much does it actually cost to go to university, particularly in relationship to fees? With fees for a full-time course, uh, the fees are generally £9,250 a year. That's for each year of the course. Uh, for part-time courses, then that'll be a proportion of that full-time fee, depending on uh, how long the part-time courses and and certainly for a lot of people part-time courses are going to be very very popular and all this information is available i should add uh, on the leeds beckett website and i'll be adding a link to that to the to the podcast description from there so what sort of uh, support is actually available for those over the age of 21 who are looking to go into higher education well the fee, the uh, support available for um students over 21 is uh, the same as um any student really as long as they haven't studied at university before um, and in some cases, even if they have done, they can get a loan for their tuition fees and a loan for um, living costs called the maintenance loan. Now, the loan for fees will cover the cost of the fees and that money is paid straight to the university. And the maintenance loan is paid to students in three installments through the year. And then they can use that money to pay for things like accommodation, uh, other living costs, food, uh, course costs, that kind of thing. Fabulous. And so, um, what about those, you know, for a lot of people, um, they may well have dependents, they may well have uh, people that they're living with. What kind of arrangements are made for those? Yeah, there's extra support for um, students with dependents. So students who have children can get a parent's learning allowance and students with a partner or an adult dependent who has a low income, they can get an adult dependence grant. And then students who have children and need childcare, they can get help with the childcare costs as well through a childcare grant. That's fabulous. And so uh, certainly in terms of, of childcare, uh, because there, there are a number of options that people are, con- are considering at the moment, what, what sort of cost coverage do they actually receive for their childcare? Well, what happens if, if a student has childcare, then they arrange uh, childcare with a registered provider and then the, um, they'll find out what the, the costs are for their childcare and they can get 85% of those costs paid directly to the childcare provider. So the childcare provider applies for the uh, childcare grant and it's all done online and then the student will then confirm what the costs are and then they're still responsible for paying 15% of those childcare costs but most of those are covered up to a limit per child. And, and many of these childcare settings are used to doing this because obviously they claim voucher schemes for various parents. So they shouldn't be concerned about speaking to their childcare provider about these. Sort of of course not. No, because it's in it's in the childcare provider's interest to be able to get that money directly from students. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's, that's a very good way of putting it. Absolutely yeah. right. And, and what about if for those that may well have a disability or a, or a long term health condition, what kind of support uh, is actually available for those? There are disabled students allowances for students with a disability. So um, if they have a learning difficulty like dyslexia or if they have um, 
a mental health condition or other disability, then they can get support through Student Finance England again, but it's uh, support that helps them pay for the things that they need when they're studying so that they're not in a position where they're, they're lacking that support during their studies. So it's quite easy to get the ball rolling. Just when students apply online for their student funding through gov.uk, they just tick the box saying that they want to apply for disabled students' allowances and then they'll get an assessment done and the support will be put in place for them and uh, disabled students' allowances can cover uh, the majority of that cost. That, that, that's brilliant. And I think this is uh, it's so important for people because I think we, we hear lots of bad news about the, it costs this, there's no support with this. But actually what we're saying is that there's there's a lot of lot of support available depending on your circumstances. But you've got to be aware of your circumstances. And of course, just to be honest with yourself about what kind of support you need and where you're actually at in your journey. Exactly. Yes. I mean, the support is out there. So the important thing is to ask about it and find out about the support and then apply in good time for the support that's there. And, and so on the application process, because uh, you rightly mentioned about applying in good time, what sort of deadlines are students working with? Certainly those, there might be those that are considering this September starting or it might may well be next year. What sort of deadline and time frame are they working with? So anybody who's thinking about starting university this September, you can apply for funding now. So you don't need to know exactly which course you're going to be doing or whether you've got a confirmed place. If you put down your first choice, if you've applied, then um, you can apply for funding now so just go to gov.uk forward slash student finance that'll take you step by step through the application process and yeah i would just recommend getting getting onto that site and applying there's a phone number to call to speak directly to student finance england or you can give us a ring at money advice leads Beckett if you've got any questions about funding what you're entitled to Oh, that's brilliant, fantastic. So, uh, one of the one of the questions I, I do a lot of talks with with different learners from different backgrounds, and one of the things they're concerned about is what happens when they're on the course and they're actually struggling. Just so you know, something happens there. You know, as usually, what, but these things happen to all of us. What happens if their car yeah. breaks down? You know, what, you know, yeah. what, what, what kind of things are actually available? I think if someone's struggling financially, the first thing to do is give us a call on our advice line to speak to a student money advisor so we can check and make sure that you're getting the right funding. And if you're entitled to welfare benefits, we can check and make sure that they've been worked out correctly as well. Once we've looked at all that and made sure that people are getting the right support there, but they're still struggling, there's still extra costs, as you say, if the car's broken down or they've got other the costs, um, then there's a hardship fund at the university that students can apply to. And the hardship fund will look at the whole situation, what funding they've got, what their needs are, what their extra costs are, and work out what extra support, if any, they can get from the hardship fund. So the hardship fund's there to help. And students can apply. They can't apply now, but they can apply once they've started the course, once they've enrolled. That's the time to apply for the hardship fund. And I think the key message is please, please speak to us. If you find yourself in these positions, you know, exactly, you're, not, yeah. you're not alone in this. Please come forward. And the thing is to speak to us before you start as well, because um, so often, if people put off speaking to an advisor or getting in touch with the university and talking things through if they're having difficulties, then the longer they leave it, the harder it gets. So it's a good idea to speak to us now over the summer or um, you know before you start or in the first term, get in touch with the Money Advice Service if you've got any worries or concerns about funding or benefits or the extra support that's available. 
that's i mean that's absolutely brilliant john and i think that's something that i'd encourage everybody to you know even even if you think you're in a, in a comfortable position whatever it might be i think it's well worth just being aware of what's available to you throughout you know empowering yourself at any point when you're on your student journey exactly yeah so uh, occasionally we'll find people who circumstances dictate that they may need to take some time out of their course. It may well be a shorter period of time. It may well be something longer. They may need to take a year or, or and, and hopefully return to their study. What kind of effect does that have on their student finance position? Yeah, that can affect the student finances. So again, it's important to get advice before making the decision to suspend or take time out of your course because the living cost loan is available for students who are actually in attendance on their course. So if they take some time out of the course, then in some circumstances, they can continue to get that funding. If they have to take a short time out because of ill health, up to 60 days, then that funding can continue. But any longer period of absence, then it's going to affect the funding they can get. So um, they need to talk to an advisor about funding during the time they're taking time out but also looking at when they're going to return because the funding students can get in the future if they return to a different course or if they return to the same course is affected by the number of years that they've been studying there's only a limited amount of tuition fee loan um, to pay the fees the maintenance loan is slightly different because you can get the maintenance loan until you complete the course but you know, taking time out of your course, it may be best for people academically or for personal reasons. It's a good idea to find out what the financial situation is before doing it. And that's the t- another time to get in contact with us. And I think you know, for those who are listening, this is a key message that we have when it comes to choosing your course, the financing, your studies. Please empower yourself with as much knowledge as you possibly can. You know, we we're very open and very supportive about supporting you in any way. But but we do ask you to engage with us in a number of different ways, because we understand that circumstances dictate that you may have to make some changes during your, your time at university, particularly at Leeds Beck, and we will support you. But please you know, don't put it off. Don't put your head in the sand. Speak to us anytime you possibly can, because you'll find actually that someone like John is available and there are other colleagues available who are desperately keen for you to do well in your studies. And and, and that's why the service that you provide is so important to the university, John. If um, if students do need our um, contact details, our advice line, you can call between um, 10 and 12 weekdays apart from Thursday. And the number is 0113-812-5593. Or if you're not able to call between those times, then you can uh, do a callback request. So if you go online through MyHub or um, if you go to our website, there's a a form that you can fill in. So you just say briefly what you want to talk about, give us your details, your contact number, your email address, submit that, and then we'll give you a call back as soon as we're able to. Uh, So that's another way of getting in touch. Those are the best ways. That's brilliant. Well, thanks for your time, John, and I appreciate your, your sharing your expertise with everybody listening today. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Access Beckett. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to find out more about upcoming dates for our open days, you can check out our website, leadsbeckett.ac.uk, or follow the link in the description. 